Hello and welcome to Figure It Out. I don't have a a way to describe it today, but we're <laughs> talking about spies. My my like uh, head header for this in my notes is spies and lies. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about spies and we're telling lies. <laughs> A lot of the information in this episode will be coded. <laughs> so if yeah, you don't you understand wrong, it at first. It's actually just a code for the um, people that are in the know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're like, yeah, that's blatantly false. You just not, you just don't get it. And just like everything we've said up until now also in yeah. the podcast has just been <laughs> a very deliberate code for, for uh, sending information. You, um, just don't get us. <laughs> I've been a double agent for the US yeah. for for years. And this podcast is my way of reaching out to fellow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, uh, my name's Marlene Arjo. I actually wrote an intro for myself this time. Oh. I was like I was planning on being so organized and then I got distracted. But <laughs> I'm at the moment like obsessed with eating just plain bread and butter. Like mm. <laughs> That's most of what I've been eating for several days. Yeah, wonderful. Um, a classic. Yeah. Truly. I'm also in my Anthony Bourdain era, so I'm reading his <laughs> book, and gotta say, not loving it. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a short era. <laughs> <laughs> and last weekend, I went into a hole, and the hole told me to go to law school, so... Oh, and this was a, like a physical hole, right? It wasn't a metaphorical one. It was a, a physical hole that my um, co-worker recommended to us. And we is a secret little underground bar. And we got in that hole after several hours of like waiting on the list. And the woman who worked there, who would, like wouldn't let us in, looked exactly like Carrie Mulligan. And we kept <laughs> going down there and being like, Carrie, any chance we can get in yet? And she was like... I'll call you guys if there's any chance, but nothing yet. And like, we went down there like three or four times and asked her. And then she finally was like, yeah, you guys can come in. She was like, so are you guys from out of town? And we were like, no, we're just huge fucking losers. And we just really wanted to get in this hole. Wait, but was it like a matter of time before you would get in? Or was it a matter of like how It was like there was no room style. in there for us because everyone else was already in the hole. Mm. And so they, she had to wait for, like, people to leave and a table to mm. open up. And then she, Carrie Mulligan, got us in. That's uh, spectacular. I'm it looking was... forward to hearing. So law school yeah. is what's happening now. Perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> it's been on the table before. Yeah, I think it's, I think I'll go to law school eventually. But will I go to it sooner rather than later? Or will I wait till I'm having a midlife crisis? Hmm. That's perfect that you already know kind of what your, what your potential midlife crisis is. Mm-hmm. Also, tell me what you're holding in your hand. Oh yeah, I have a turkey leg. <laughs> Very disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> I had it. Um, I was showing it to someone last night, on my fiance's computer, like up against the camera. But yeah. then the cat likes likes it a little too much. So then I had to like put it in my drawer on my bedside table but then it's kind of like sick to have it in there 
Yeah. So then when I was prepping for this, I got it out and like, because I was like, when I come in here, I'll put it back in its spot. And so then it was in my lap. And then when I got (laughs) up, I like grabbed it when I ran in here. And now I'm just playing with it. (laughs) Is it it an actual turkey bone? Mm Mm-hmm. That's horrifying. Turkey leg. (laughs) It looks a lot like it's plastic, I think. It looks like a fake dinosaur leg. It it smells. Why do you have it? It also has some, like, little feathers. And, like, you can see the bone and stuff in there. It's pretty disgusting. Yeah. As a vegetarian, how do you... I bought it at a taxidermy shop. It was $15. (laughs) (laughs) How did they market it? What was the, like, angle that you were were going to use it? Turkey leg, fifteen dollars. I was like, sold. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like for scratch? Can you scratch your back with it? It's actually really. I've been scratching my arm with it. It's yeah. pretty nice for that. Uh, I do worry that it's giving me a bird disease. Yeah. Um, Can you scratch your cat with like it? The, I I do like to pet her with it. Sometimes she mm. doesn't like it though. She gets a little worked up about it in general. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's probably like Portland witches are buying them for something. Mm, yeah, but I'm just so you need to get it. in the. <laughs> I think it's fun. <laughs> Gonna keep it around and see what happens. Mm-hmm. See if any new new areas of use show up. It's very it's creepy. It's kind of fun to like to hold its little hand and hit yeah. it against my yeah. palm. It's very big. It's bigger than yeah. I would have, like, I, I think I'm underestimating turkey sizes, generally. Turkeys are huge. Yeah. I was saying last night, I think it probably came from, like, a like a Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. turkey farm. Yeah. And then, like, after Thanksgiving, they just sell all the legs and the taxidermists. I hope they save the ones. Isn't it a thing that the, the president picks out a turkey? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, maybe he saves a turkey. Yeah, he saves one. He, he picks out one that isn't going to be eaten. Yeah. Because otherwise I was going to like, if you could get a hold of those legs, the tur- they're going to the be more than $15. Yeah. I'm going to kill his whole turkey and taxidermy the whole thing. How do you know that they actually spare that one? Like, yeah, what if it's all do. a scam? <laughs> yeah. I've, I've actually worried about that. <laughs> that I, turkey's I so happy. I'm turkey down because I'm feeling dirty now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my name is Lina Fjellström <laughs> <laughs> after your introduction <laughs> you and your turkey leg um, I am not in possession of any animal parts at the moment I, this is not even my only one <laughs> <laughs> you're a frequent customer to the taxidermy shop I've got some, some bones and things too mm. uh, what kinds <laughs> <laughs> If you're willing to share. Um, there's one over there that I can see that's like a, a backbone from a coyote. But they're all... Did you find it yourself? Eth- Is no, it they're a- all ethically sourced from the, the same taxidermy mm. shop, which really overcharges for them, but... Yeah. I'm willing to It pay. is what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're a go-to, like, it's, it's, um, it's that one place you go to. You mm-hmm. don't venture I, into... I went to a... A tax. I'm not a big taxidermy person. I don't know why I'm doing this, but I, <laughs> I went to like a taxidermy, um, not festival, conference, <laughs> I guess, and like convent, like, like a, like they were all out there, 
talking and selling like a convention where there are events in the main hall where they did like it was a convention insane and could you could you without any like uh, credentials just uh, walk in Mm -hmm. you have to buy a ticket i paid for a ticket and i went in how much is it to go i think it was like twenty dollars it's pretty cheap but like you can also pay more to like i couldn't go in the back room where they keep the two-headed calf i just had to imagine it yeah but the taxidermy shop i go to for some reason quite frequently they have one it's like they have a two thousand dollars but you can still Mm -hmm. see it for free <laughs> do you do you go there just to get get your fix of <laughs> two headed animals? This the is freaky is, as fuck. Man. Is freaky, yeah. It makes me really sad because of that poem about the two headed calf. Have you read it? I don't. I don't know it. It's very is it the um, is it the child poet? <laughs> the one uh, about the the one that everyone loves in the U.S. I'm not trying to be rude about it. Is there <laughs> just a like, child poet? Like the loves? like the guy with the hat, the cat with the hat. Maybe can that be what oh, it's called? Oh, oh no, I do know who <laughs> that is. Um, Doctor Seuss. It's not that man. Okay. No, it's like a sad poem about. In the morning, the farmer's gonna kill the two-headed calf, because it won't survive on its own. But tonight, yeah. there's twice as many stars in the sky. It's like really heartbreaking <laughs> yeah that's a it's a rough and poem so when i see the two-headed calf that's what i think about so it, the two-headed calves have actually been like born and like survived birth yeah hmm. mm-hmm. oh because we had i remember long. in my high school we had like a taxidermy room mm-hmm. like with just like you know the jars with things and there like they were all kind specimen. of freaky yeah like a what a wet specimen. Is that what it's called in taxidermy? If it's in a jar <laughs> with liquid, it's a wet specimen. <clears throat> mm, yeah, then, that like, was most of what we had. And they were just fetuses. Ones. Oh, I actually, I was at a museum drinking the other night. <laughs> and <laughs> they had a whole room of human fetus wet specimen in all different stages of like development oh. from like tiny to like, you. it could have been like, born and survived yeah um, and some of the, some of those ones were quite disturbing what was the just to be clear was it were you allowed to drink in the museum yeah we were you just there brought? at night and they were like serving drinks it was like oh, okay. four adults okay. at night that's what drinks. i thought but i was like i'm not <laughs> you never know <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe just brought a little flask and uh-huh i would <laughs> <laughs> but not if they're fetuses. Yeah, I present was aware in the museum. <laughs> okay, should we How talk we about spot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just your just your little claw that you had. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyways, spies. <laughs> it's spies and lies time. Spies and lies. Um. So, yeah. <laughs> Um, espionage is a hot topic right now because of the Chinese spy balloon or balloons it's unclear at the moment or it might be clear if you read the news regularly and 
Yeah. Don't just get the like headlines and then read two articles for this podcast, which is what I exactly. Done. Just get like the news flash to your phone and be like, yeah, that exactly. doesn't seem like I need to <laughs> <laughs> look further into it. Every morning I have like three updates on my phone. I'm like, that's good enough. Yeah. <laughs> This is around what I can handle. (laughs) (laughs) I really feel like I used to read the news more diligently. Yeah. And then it just became such a bummer. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I also feel like, and I I wonder so much if this is just like a a weird coping mechanism that like it's very typical because I feel like I've heard from multiple sources people who I like consider are like you know intelligent and um, Mm -hmm. uh, want to I don't know make a a better world I don't know that they are all saying like well I don't really read the news regularly because it it puts me in a cycle of like kind of despair and Mm -hmm. like I can't do anything with that information and like I have just bought into that argument. So I'm like, yeah, exactly. You can't. There's no point. But I wonder if it's just like a weird coping mechanism that like, because they're kind of like intellectual, they've been able to manage like to find a a framework for for like why that's even better. Um, I think what happened to me is when Joe Biden was elected president and like the news stopped seeing, like it seemed like, for all of Trump's presidency, the news was just so constant. Like, I was getting updates every five seconds. They were all like, holy shit, what's happening now? I need to yeah. like, read this. <laughs> and, like, things really escalated, I think, to, like, peak. I was reading the news constantly during, like, the January 6th insurrection. Yeah. Where, like, things were so intense that I was, like, calling people from work and being like, have you checked CNN? <laughs> and then when Joe Biden became president, it, like just so and i calmed down to such an extreme extent yeah i was like i'm just gonna take a break i'm just gonna stop reading the news for a minute and i just never started again. (laughs) (laughs) that makes sense i am not like envious of the the insurrection thing (laughs) but but i do think it's kind of I kind of want to experience the thing of, like, seeing the news and, like, calling someone about it. <laughs> I, I remember so vividly I called my dad. And then while I was on the phone with him, I heard my mom come home from work in the background and go, What the fuck is happening? <laughs> and, like, That's I was, like, like, texting, like, everyone from work, like, Have you seen this? Do you see what's happening? <laughs> I want that. I want that, like, because it's yeah. kind of like it's on it on the top of because because nowadays all the news you're like, oh my god, that's horrible. But like, I always <laughs> don't want to like bring it up with people because I feel like everyone is is in that state of like, ah, oh, no, I'm just trying to get by, man, with like knowing <laughs> knowing what's out there. It's... Yeah. <laughs> anyways, so anyways, the spy on balloon the news recently has been the Chinese spy balloon. Yeah, which I. I feel like it should have been funnier because <laughs> like the worst <laughs> Chinese spy balloon are really funny to me. Yeah. But like I saw some <coughs> tweets about it, but like Twitter wasn't going crazy with it. No. And I, was, I really thought like when I saw the first Chinese spy balloon headline, I was like, oh boy, here we yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. You're in, you think you're in for a treat, but mm-hmm. 
I agree. It, it didn't pick up. People don't That's think espionage is fun. I don't know why. <laughs> but if you somehow missed the Chinese spy balloon, or you are better at avoiding the news than I am, a large balloon from China was over the U.S. last week, and we shot that bitch down, <laughs> and now we're looking into it. <laughs> um, there may be more. We may have shot multiple down. I didn't look that hard. I vaguely remember seeing there was one, maybe two others. None of my business. I saw you shot down one in Alaska yesterday, and mm-hmm. I just, because I read the short intro, because I knew we were doing this, and I, it said, like, this was a smaller balloon about the size of a car. And then I was like, what? How big was the first one? Because I didn't realize it was, like, it was, like, huge. I thought it was, you know, like, a, a big, like, the biggest one you can get at, at a... yeah. At the party store. (laughs) I also, like, my knowledge of large balloons (laughs) (laughs) comes from, like, um, what is that called? UFOs. Yeah. Because, like, so many UFOs have turned out to be weather balloons. And so, like, I think it's really funny that this time the panic is that it is a balloon. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, no, I agree. investigating these balloons, um, yeah. they said that it was able, the big one, the first one, was able to monitor U.S. communications. That's about as in-depth as they went with that sentence. Yeah. <laughs> and it was part of a fleet of balloons that have gone across five continents, which isn't that like all of them? <laughs> yeah, that sounds like most of them, except maybe Antar- Antarctica. Yeah. And more than 40 countries. So they've been out and about. They know this? Like, have been, they've been tracking the balloon? That's apparently, that's what I read on CNN, is that there was a fleet that were all over the place. Okay. So they shot down the first balloon. I think today they found the bulk of it, but originally they just found some pieces of it, and they were looking for the oh. the big part. Yeah. And it's there's, like, a vague sentence in the CNN article I read that was, like, Officials are reporting that understanding the balloon completely is essential for possible future criminal charges. That was not a direct quote. But I was like, <laughs> it sounded very good. Very good. What criminal charges? Yeah. <laughs> Who are they charging? Yeah. Are um, you taking this to like the war tribunal or whatever it's called? <laughs> that that seems excessive. It's just a balloon. It's just a balloon. <laughs> um. But despite this possible future criminal charges, they also said that the balloon was not capable of anything that spy satellites aren't already capable of. Yeah. And I was like, spy satellites? (laughs) (laughs) So then I googled that. Yeah. (laughs) And that's what I found. (laughs) Um... (laughs) So, most of the information we have about U.S. spy satellites is from 1972 or prior, because we have to wait for it to become declassified, and usually that happens due to age. Sometimes info's leaked or declassified for other reasons. I just read the, like, intro of the Wikipedia article. I did not scroll down. No. (laughs) That's where all the important stuff should be. Yeah. (laughs) If the Wikipedia page is any good, so... So early intelligence satellites 
took photo took photos of Earth and then ejected canisters of film that would parachute down to Earth and then they would like grab them out of the air while they were parachuting. Oh. But current spy or like more recent spy satellites have um, digital imaging systems and they just like Wi Fi. Yeah, they like send <laughs> encrypted radio links, mm. and then we download them and unencrypt them. Um, but we started, or at least the U.S. started making spy satellites after March 16th, 1955. And these are the major types, if this means anything to anybody. I wasn't sure. <laughs> <laughs> Missile early warning satellites. That sounds Nuclear good, and I feel like I've heard detection. it. Yeah. Nuclear explosion detection sounds important. Yeah. Um, electronic reconnaissance. Reconnaissance. I was saying reconnaissance earlier, and then Brad said I sounded too fancy, and I should have, like, a reconnaissance. More American. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is U.S. technology. Be respectful. Electronic reconnaissance um, satellites, which interpret radio signals. Optical imaging surveillance, which do satellite images, survey, or telephoto, which is freaky, because how close can they get? Because I feel like Google Maps already gets too close for comfort. Yeah. And if they're zooming exactly. in closer. And then radio imaging surveillance, which can take pictures at night or through cloud cover. Mm. Um, so then I just Googled general types of modern intelligence gathering. Yeah. And got this list. <laughs> so I'm just going to read it off. Do it. So there's... I don't know if these are meant to be pronounced as a word or, like, as the acronym, but I'm going to try to pronounce them all as the word. Um, but <laughs> HumeInt, which is human intelligence, like spies. GeoInt, which is geospatial intelligence, which is satellite and aerial photography, like the satellites. And the balloon. And the balloon. MassInt, which is me measurement and signature intelligence. And okay. so those ones measure for, like, nuclear activity, seismic activity, chemical materials, just, like, any signs of things of that nature. So, like, a kind of um, air, like, you put out the little uh, instrument into, like, measuring. Like, little sensors that, like, yeah. just pick up little things. Yeah. <laughs> um, people are getting a lot out of this. <laughs> <laughs> is really your guide to to understand yeah honestly i think no other research is necessary after you hear no. this no. <laughs> oz int which is open intelligence gathered from sources like trade shows or interviews sig int or signal intelligence which is the in <laughs> the interception of signals <laughs> <laughs> what signals we don't know <laughs> That's what tech you find int. out once you've intercepted <laughs> yeah. them. Tech int or technical intelligence gathered from the analysis of weapons or medical equipment or other equipment that they find. Mm. Cyb int or dinint, which is cyber or digital network intelligence, which is like from oh. the internet. Yeah, just and everything. Thinint, which is financial intelligence. Oh, I thought it was thin, like skinny. <laughs> Skinny or intelligence. Skinny intelligence. The information the you get from being so skinny that you can slide <laughs> through a door. Spies, yeah. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> so then I okay, was like, so there's a bunch of there's... bunch of different ints. Yeah, and we're just getting started. <laughs> uh, so then I was like, I should talk about the USA Patriot Act because I I know some about that because I I'm just now leaving my 9/11 era. Mm. Um, and. The USA Patriot Act was a landmark act of Congress that was signed into law by George W. Bush following 9-11. Yeah. And the formal name of the USA Patriot Act is Uniting and Strengthening America by Providing Appropriate Tools Required to Intercept and Obstruct Terrorism, which I think is really cute because they, like, really leaned into the acronym. Yeah. And it's, like, it spells out USA Patriot. <laughs> It's very much like a, a group of kids doing, like, yeah. a band name. I love that instead of going for, like, just short and sweet, this is what it is, they were like, yeah. what we really need is a long, drawn-out title that spells yeah. out Patriot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but the USA Patriot Act expanded surveillance abilities um, of – expanded the – Expanded the surveillance abilities of law enforcement, yeah, which most famously includes tapping phone calls, both internationally and on a domestic scale. Yeah, okay. It also eases interagency communication and increases penalties for terrorism and related crimes, but we're going to focus on the surveillance abilities. Yeah. Um, so it's really controversial for a number of reasons, including that it allows the indefinite detention of immigrants without a trial, which is pretty fucked up. Yeah, And it gives the ability to law enforcement that they can search property and records without needing a warrant or even, like, the knowledge and consent of the person that they are um, oh. searching their, their things. As long as they, like, uh, suspect some kind of terrorism mm-hmm. going on. Not just for any crime. Because mm-hmm. like, I feel like I would have pretty... noticed that on TV, that they don't ask for a warrant. Against everything that we stand for in our constitution but yeah it's very much like especially for the u.s i would imagine that being like a major issue it's been an issue in sweden as well but we're not a as freedom loving of a people yeah you guys didn't have a 9-11 where your president instead of being like maybe we should stop making wars in other countries was like (laughs) they hate our freedom I thought that happened to every country. No, no, that that wasn't. But we did have like a similar like law passed that they could tap or listen mm-hmm. in on phones, I guess. And then the, the there was a public outrage, and there was a a new political party started that was called the Pirate Party. Mm-hmm. And they got into the EU Parliament, but not the Swedish Parliament. Mm-hmm. So, but they're gone now. We're over that. We know that we're yeah. being surveyed. Yeah. Sur- sur- yeah. Everyone yeah. here, I think, also just kind of got over it. Yeah, but it was it was controversial, and so in two thousand five, they put several sunset provisions into it. Um, which is that like a that you have a plan to to end yeah, it? Yeah, after like after X amount of time, it has to either be addressed and like they have to find a reason to keep it going, or it'll just expire <clears throat> and it goes out of law. Mm. Um, so they all those sunset provisions have since expired. The last of them, I think, expired in twenty twenty. Um, and several other of the provisions in the act were found unconstitutional by federal courts. Okay. So a lot of it is no longer law. Um, okay. Did not look into how much was still law, but 
the I I will briefly go over Title Two enhanced surveillance procedures in yeah. in the original law. So this part of the law, Title Two, um, allows government agencies to gather intelligence information from anyone, which includes both U.S. and non-U.S. citizens. Um, they expanded the scope and availability of wiretapping, making it so like if you get a warrant to tap someone's phone, and they get suspicious and get rid of that phone and get a new phone, you don't need a second warrant to start tapping their new phone. You can just start tapping. Just keep it. keep doing it. Hmm. They also started sneak and peek warrants, which uh, I mentioned earlier allows law enforcement to execute search warrants without someone's knowledge or permission. So afterwards, you can let them know that you searched, but you don't need to, like, tell them that you searched. Yeah. So then I got bored. And (laughs) (laughs) um, I looked up number stations, which is when you called me. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me, what is it? (laughs) Um, This is, I think, the most fun you can have talking about espionage. (laughs) (laughs) So, number stations are shortwave radio stations that broadcast formatted numbers. So, they often use speech synthesis, it's like little robot voices, or Morse code, or phase shift keying, or frequency shift keying. I don't know what those mean, but I know no. Morse code and I understand speech synthesis. Yeah. Um, but you'll often hear them, like, it'll be a bunch of static that'll cut out, and then you'll hear a robot woman that'll come in and say, two, seven. 23, 9, 42, 8. It's very spooky. It's very spooky. Um, we used to find them when, like, that was an activity my brother and I did in childhood. It was, like, flip through the radio looking for number stations. Really? Mm-hmm. <sighs> that That's very scary. <laughs> They're really freaky. Um, and they are suspected, and like sometimes it, people admit, like countries admit that they are intelligence officers. In, or they're being addressed to intelligence officers in foreign countries. Yeah. Um, so sometimes they have set time schedules, so like every day at five o'clock, it'll come on and give the number. So the rest of the day it's static. Um, or like they'll be, have patterns, like every third day they'll come on. Um, but sometimes they're also, they, like, just seem to be completely random. They'll come and go. Mm. Very spooky. Yeah. They started at the beginning of World War One, and they are still used today. Famously, the Archduke Anton of Austria used to listen to them and write down the numbers and then pass them on to the Aust- Austrian military. Really? Pretty, That's just pretty like fun. a... Yeah. <laughs> That's a little hobby. <laughs> little activity for him. <laughs> yeah. Um... They were most abundant during the Cold War. In the 50s, they were, like, highly transmitted from West Germany. Yeah. Which is I wonder if fun. we saw anything about that when we were... Not the... Like, uh, at the, the museum. Oh, yeah. At the DDR museum. Yeah. It seems like they're... I don't remember it, but... <laughs> I We did the little... Yeah. But no number. Maybe, maybe that was about number stations and we just didn't read the plaque. Yeah. <laughs> we were too busy posting on Snapchat. Yeah. <laughs> Simpler times. Um, and the Swedish security service has acknowledged that they use number stations for espionage. Mm. It, that it was no one else in the Wikipedia article. 
No one else like, has admitted it. It's, it's that was the only example that I saw was that the Swedish security service has acknowledged they use it. Kind of like strange to to give yourself away for that, like in that way. Mm-hmm. Maybe they they've moved on to new methods and they were like, oh yeah, we used to use them all the time to like throw people off. So they'd be like, oh, yeah, they're still using them. Oh yeah, true. That's the thing about espionage. It's it's both mm-hmm. it's both what happens hidden in the hidden and in the open. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't. know. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> Sounds right. <laughs> um, and in the past two decades, several U.S. officials have been arrested for espionage, <coughs> and all of them were reportedly receiving messages through encrypted shortwave. Encrypted shortwave transmissions from Cuba, which sounds like number stations. Yeah. And also in July 2016, after a 16-year hiatus, North Korea has started broadcasting number stations again. Hmm. So I was going to have a fun spy story after this, but I got... I was listening to number stations on <laughs> for a while, so now I think you have a fun spy story. I, I do. I um, I I didn't like f- look into. The, I just like googled who is spying on Sweden, and mm-hmm. it seems to be like a couple of countries. But but um, there are there are those like countries that are kind of spying on everyone. I think. I mean, probably yeah. the U.S. are doing a lot of things. I, but... I like to imagine the U.S. is spying on everyone, or not like to imagine, but I do imagine that they are spying on everyone but there was wasn't there a story like in the news a couple of years ago that the u.s was like tapping the phones of all the eu like top people oh yeah so like obviously they are but that 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 wasn't on the list of people who spy on sweden Mm -hmm. (laughs) they don't they just think that's maybe they just think that's kind of flattering that they're like oh are you interested in what i want to say (laughs) Um, that wasn't for war that was for fun yeah <laughs> doesn't count just to keep up with the with the social events <laughs> see what's going on on the other side of the make sure we're not getting like not invited to a big party yeah exactly kind of like listening in to hear what's what is the dress code gonna be yeah sort of show up looking silly <laughs> uh, no because in the u.s i think china i mean obviously they send this balloon um, mm-hmm. And it feels like they maybe spy on the U.S. quite a bit. Uh, it does honestly, feel like that. I don't see why they would need a balloon because they have satellites, but they also just have like Chinese people who live there, right? Who can like who can do things. Not all of them are spies, obviously, but like mm-hmm. you. Um, and China is like also doing espionage in Sweden, but not necessarily looking at what Sweden is doing they're more spying on Chinese citizens who are in Sweden mm-hmm. so there's been like a number of of like incidents when they've found spies active in Sweden they have like a I think they have that in in a bunch of countries there this was in the news I think last year that they have like police like a, police stations abroad so they have like an in inofficial unofficial police station in Sweden uh, where the Chinese government will like uh, police Chinese citizens in Sweden Um, so they kind of follow them there and and make sure they they don't do anything 
they're not allowed to in in China. That's fun. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that's not not cool. Sounds great. But but it's not the the nations by nation thing really. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do a lot of really un cool things like looking at like minorities like chinese mm-hmm. minorities and and keeping tabs on them in the us or in in sweden um but for at least for sweden i think russia has always been the like main threat to the people mm-hmm. who who they who who were most afraid of and i have i was googling like what what spy stories are there and like like we've already talked about i wasn't too keen on reading about the news because there was a big spy thing this year or last year with two brothers who had been like infiltrating the military uh, and they had been spying for Russia for years. Um, I love how it's brothers. Yeah, I know. Business. <laughs> they were just like they kept kept in touch and kept kept up this mm-hmm. quite serious espionage for. Such a long time. I can't imagine becoming a spy and like getting my brother involved. No. Also, it's. But maybe it's the. Yeah, because they still haven't really like given any information like to how they were recruited or like. Mm -hmm. Because both of them worked like within like main like national agencies in Sweden, so you don't know where they. Were they there, and then someone contacted them and was like, "Can you do sp- uh, espionage for us?" Mm-hmm. Or were they, were they put there to, to infiltrate from the beginning? But anyways, I don't have a lot on that story. It is interesting with the the family dynamic of it. It makes it very easy to connect them to each other. I think. Yeah, I feel like so if the- I had two spies, <coughs> I would want them to be strangers. Yeah, exactly. But maybe you can never make them fully straight like maybe it's better for them to like oh no we were just it was just a family dinner but it was actually mm. an intelligence mm-hmm. meeting um but i am gonna talk about stig Beiling, uh a spy from the past uh and you and i have been kind of, you maybe you want to edit that out but we have been, been kind of talking about the workplace drama how how things are going on at the office and this story is actually also uh, this whole career of being a spy was caused by bad vibes at the office so i get it <laughs> it's it's relevant <laughs> um so Stig Beiling was born in 1937 so so this is old old times uh, and he uh, made a career as a policeman and later turned in he, uh, his career kind of followed the path of going into the secret police agency or like the mm-hmm. so kind of like the CSI I guess no mm-hmm. it's this and CIA. then he tra- C- CIA but like a lot less invasive I would say the Swedish FBI. version is oh yeah the FBI yeah <laughs> but then he transferred into the military secret services so that that would be the, like the CIA Okay. In 1971, <clears throat> and in in that work, he was re- like frequently traveling uh, into other countries and being very international. Um, but Stig as a person was described as very awkward and like an overly formal person. Uh, I feel like every like this person was probably a spy, and it's weird that they died like this story. They're like, yeah, he was just a really weird fucking dude. 
Yeah. We don't know what his problem was. He showed up. He was dressed way too formally. He called everyone sir and ma'am. We were like, "What's what the fuck's up with this weird guy? And then he died. <laughs> I think what's funny about Stig is that he was like, he was like this before he was ever a spy. Uh, so he... He's going to be great for this. Yeah. <laughs> so he was like very known to like really suck up to authority and be like very, very nice to the people who were above him in station and very mm-hmm. like kind of rude to others. And I think I, I think it's different maybe in the military, but he was first in the police force. And I think at least in, in the Swedish police force, that type of like hierarchical, it isn't super popular. I think it's kind of an informal, like, like people, that was the, that was the, uh, at least people were saying like he was so embarrassing that he would always like uh, kind of salute mm-hmm. his uh, um, superiors. Yeah. Yeah. So, so people didn't like him and they kind of made fun of him a lot. Uh, and that was, that was kind of the, the starting point for him. So out of just spite for the organization and for his colleagues, he copied a bunch of like top secret documents. Exactly what these documents were, I don't know. I like it said things about it, and I I can't I can't comprehend that if it was top secret, it was important. He copied mm-hmm. that and he put it in a safe, and he said, "I'm gonna save this for a rainy day, if <laughs> if ever there comes a time." Just in case. Yeah. Uh, and that that rainy day came very fast, just like a couple of months after that. He was like he was on a trip to Lebanon, uh, on like a mission, an official mission, and he met the Russian attaché. I didn't know the word attaché before, mm-hmm. but that's some kind of guy who's hanging out in another country, reporting back to, but like not they a spy, like an word official. They use a lot in Infinite Jest. Do they? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't gotten that far. Oh, <laughs> what a great podcast this is! <laughs> but could you explain it then? Do you think what an attaché is? I feel like you you did. Uh, it's, it's like a diplomat, kind of, but yeah, somehow different. Somehow, like I think lower in ranking yeah it's not it's not an as official thing but they're kind of like it's it's almost like a a spy that you have allowed to be there Mm -hmm. to be like yeah you're allowed to hang out with us and like be part of official Mm -hmm. settings and you can tell your government about it but this one russian attache alexander nikiforov he was actually also just a spy so it's like a full he did Mm -hmm. both uh, and he was also uh, like a pretty high up officer in the GRU, which I should have checked what that was. But I think that that is the, or I should see what it what it stands for. But it's it's the, like the CIA for Russia or for the Soviet Union at this time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so um, he was hanging out there, and Stieg approached him. He was like the one offering to be like, hey, I have top secret information uh, I could give it to you um, if you give me money and like allow me to be a spy for you uh, so so they did um, did a little deal he he went back to Sweden and he got the documents out uh, and that kind of started his career he, he, he 
you know, acted from within the um, Swedish CIA. And um, mm-hmm. but what's noticeable was that he was a very bad spy. He was very... He would slip up, slip up information that was like really important. He would fumble when they like did like you know the very spy deliveries when you like shake hands and mm-hmm. and uh, give someone a document. He would like fumble with that. Um, at one point, he like de- destroyed a very important document. So they were kind of annoyed with him. Um, maybe that was reasonable though because they didn't pay him that well. I think he got five thousand dollars in total. That's not that great. Like it's it's the this is the seventies, but still, it's not enough to I live. Saw a um, call for people to participate in a medical study, where they'll take like a few of your eggs, and they will yeah. just like look at them, and that was paying, like <laughs> seven thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and then you don't have to be. Uh... <laughs> Betraying your whole country. It's like three eggs and that's it. And then, yeah. Yeah, pretty, pretty low risk if the government finds out. I feel like they wouldn't be that <laughs> mad. <laughs> they might actually be happy. <laughs> <laughs> they just give you a little gold star in your, mm-hmm. in your file. Um, so yeah, maybe and, pursue like science studies rather than betraying your country if you're hard yeah, up for cash. Exactly. I think that was... But but obviously he wasn't that smart. Um, he was doing this for a couple of years, uh, and he was almost caught, uh, like a number of years before he was actually caught, um, when his ex girlfriend went to the police. Um, so Stig had like abused her, um, and she had been like. I mean, looking for a way to kind of get back at him. Mm-hmm. And she had noticed that he had, in his passport that he had laying around, because he was a bad spy, um, he had stamps from, like, Eastern Ger- Germany. Um, mm-hmm. And he asked, like, a secret, secret service agent. He wasn't allowed to travel on his own to to Eastern Germany. So that was, like, just clear sign that he was a spy and she went to the police and she was like I have this information I can show you and they were like no that that sounds like you're just being hysterical wow, and the action <laughs> <laughs> if we just believed women we wouldn't have <laughs> as many spy stories um, and they did I think it's also relevant that he was accused of abuse multiple times but they yeah. still were like, yeah, no, that doesn't seem like a feasible uh, story. Um, but a couple of years after that, he was still arrested. It wasn't even by the Swedish Secret Service. It was like the Israeli. He went through Israel at one point and they arrested him. It's so embarrassing that like Sweden was given the chance and they're like, yeah, no, it's probably fine. And then some other government was like. <laughs> Hey, you guys realize this guy's like a fucking spy, right? Yeah, he's out. He's out out there messing things up for us. What are you doing? So they sent him back back to Sweden. He was he was sentenced to life in prison. Um, but then ten years later, he managed to escape to Russia or just to the Soviet Union. He was like put in a car, by the back of a car and like um, took the ferry, the boat ferry mm-hmm. to Finland and and kept going. Um, with his then wife, um, 
and they that's I think where he, his story becomes a little more like what I would like if you romanticize being a spy. Mm-hmm. It's kind of this like maybe you're you're two lovers and you take on new names and you travel the world. So they mm-hmm. were they were constantly changing their names, moving to new places. They were Ivar and Elizabeth Strauss for a while and they lived in Moscow. Then they moved to Hungary. And then they moved to Lebanon. Uh, and they would find um find new like names and backstories. So that was all kind of cute. I think I I give them that. Mm-hmm. Um, That's fun. Yeah, but then he was he he got sick, um, and he was like, "Oh no, I think I want to go back to Sweden. The healthcare is so good." <laughs> <laughs> so he did, <laughs> and then he was put put in prison for like four years. Surely the- there must be some healthcare that's like not worth going to prison for. Like. <laughs> There had to have been other options. <laughs> I think it was just tired of, of the name changes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so he went back. He was in prison for four years, but then he was kind of... What is that? Uh, give, he, he was freed. Like They, they were like, pardoned You're... him after he escaped for a long time. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Like, lifetime in prison, and then it's like, it's going to be four years more, and then you're, you're fine. Um, wow. <clears throat> And then his wife got sick in cancer. They had been through all of these adventures. It was very sad. Uh, and he was he was still in prison at this time. And she she died on their wedding day. And he was like rushing to the hospital. Oh but they didn't God. get to see her. So that was very sad. But then like that in the Wikipedia sad. page. It's like the year after he married this 20 year younger psychologist. Okay. And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> you lost me. You had me believe in this. Side very yeah. briefly. <laughs> um, and then he kind of lived out his life, and he died in 2015. Um, this is really and, like selling me on like if I'm gonna spy against, or like if I'm gonna spy on any country, it's gonna be Sweden because it really seems like it's not that bad of a deal. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and and like I was reading it because this is like the biggest uh, spy story in Swedish history, and it, it they they have this like the information he had given Russia, if he it if we would have ended up in a war with them, mm-hmm. it would have cost the lives of ten thousands of people, and I'm like sure, yeah, but like it didn't happen. Make an example. Yeah. <laughs> so. It wasn't. It wasn't that dramatic, all in all. Um, I want to end with. I think I I read like more about like uh, present day spy spy activity in Sweden, and it seems like nowadays most of what's going on is that a lot of countries uh, are doing just like espionage at universities. Mm-hmm. And one one uh, someone said that like green technology or like sustainable technology is super hot and like everyone wants to kind of steal the best ideas for that. Um, and I said, let them let's mm-hmm. let's let that information flow freely, right? And and yeah, like what, if China wants who are to build, hiding it from. Yeah, is is this really reasonable for us to be like, no, you can't have this top secret information on how we we could save the world? So I think that was bullshit. I'm pro spies now. Yeah, 
Actually, I I know a spy, or I knew really? a spy, and he was kind of an asshole. Yeah. So I mean, it is kind of it almost requires you to be a dick. I think. Mm-hmm. Because you're being very dishonest with everyone. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's the problem was he was, um, like, gone all the time. How are you going to care for your wife and family when you're in such a high stress? Like, not defending the man, but, like, you're it's so high stress and you're gone all the time. Yeah. I, I get how you could. And relationships have to be based on honesty. And if you can't be yeah. honest about what you do can't tell those little workplace stories. Yeah. What do you have? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe. So true. <laughs> <laughs> so could you, with that said, maybe the answer is no, but do you think you could be a spy? Do you think you'd be a I good spy? I think I spy? would be such a good spy. <laughs> I think after years of lying for fun, I would be such a good spy. <laughs> I could see it. I think you could. Yeah. I don't think I yeah. would be. I think I would have a lot of. Just be stressed out about it. Although I feel like I would not be able to keep my mouth shut. Sometimes. You do kind of want to like tell people. If you're doing this really yeah. cool thing. Like, that's the only issue I'd have is I'd want to talk about it. Yeah. But like I'd be great at like. That handing off a document. Yeah. Or like, if someone's like, wait, where have you been? I'd, I'd be great at like making something up, I think. Yeah. No, I that I think as well. I think I'm very good at casually just mm-hmm. lying. It's great at casually lying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but more the keeping it together. My feelings would be hurt if I found out that I, like someone I knew was a spy. I think it would hurt my feelings somehow. If they didn't tell you. No, just, like, that they were a spy and, like, I wasn't. Mm, yeah. I agree. I'm like, why did you get this chance and yeah. I didn't? why are you better than me? Yeah. Why Why did they not let me be a spy? That's true. I do realize I know someone who's, like, I don't know if she was a spy, but it felt like she was part of, like, just gathering intelligence. And she mm-hmm. was in this kind of, like, war room. But she would also tell us a lot of things about her job, so... That doesn't seem like you could do that if well, maybe you're... she was like... Because I feel like if I were a spy, I'd be like, yeah. And then, like, my coworker is pregnant and, like, things like that. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. And, like, this is so crazy. Like, I talked to the president the other day, but I would, like, hide the parts about me being an actual spy to, like, throw yeah. off suspicion. Yeah. Like, yeah, she talks about her job all the time. She met the president. Like, I've met the president dozens of times. They <laughs> <laughs> don't need to know that, though. <laughs> I wonder if the president has a lot of meetings with spies. Probably not. Because <laughs> maybe the president can't know either. He's not to I be feel trusted. Like, yeah. As a spy, it's probably not good to be seeing the president all the time. No. To be even be traveling there. Just yeah. hang out in your small town. Wherever. Mm-hmm. Or just New York. I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel West like... Coast-based spy. <laughs> Maybe you have Washington to be in another DC. country. Maybe that's the whole point. But like, I feel like you have a home base where you're. Mm. Yeah. When you're not. If you're spying. not like 
you're not doing a full blown. Yeah, unless you're like deep undercover in a foreign yeah. country for like ten years at a time. But I'm imagining a more casual spy situation where I'm like going abroad for a while and then coming home. Yeah, yeah, just wearing a lot of really nice outfits in different mm-hmm. places. More of a James Bond. Yeah, type I'm of spy. A James Bond style spy, not like a deep in the trenches. Haven't no. seen my family in years. Because that's that wouldn't be fun. That doesn't seem like a lot of fun, no. Because then it's just like living, living an ordinary life, but with the with the very high cost of fucking up. Yeah, because like you can't be in a foreign country as a spy, living it up. No, so that's gonna that's gonna raise suspicions. Yeah. So you, and have, you have to be to... like a a poor person in a foreign country with no contact to anyone you know, and yeah. you could die at any moment. Yeah, I and maybe you have to form relationships. Enough. Yeah, have to like, like fake relationships. Get, get married to someone and just lie to them all constantly. I don't know. I don't love my country enough. No. <laughs> I would do it for sustainable technology, possibly. <laughs> I'll do it for Mother Earth. <laughs> Spies for Mother Earth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so we figured out some things about spy, spy, mm-hmm. spyings, spies and lies. Yeah. But and I mean, there's more to be said because it's a it's a secretive topic. So I think we figured out that like number stations are cool, but everything else is kind of lame. Yeah. Like being a more spy number is not stations. actually that fun, but number stations are real sick. Yeah, the real, the real. We deal. should bring that back. That's all we should be doing with spying. I will reach out to the Swedish government and see if they can yeah. can keep using it. Use your position in Swedish government to get more number stations. <laughs> I'm gonna propose that as a for the for the politicians. <laughs> <laughs> wow, she's really <laughs> taking us a weird direction. <laughs> I'll try. I'll do my best. Um <laughs> Do you have any recommendations? I do have a recommendation. Hold on. I debated doing this because it seems against my best interest to be recommending another podcast that's very similar to our own. Oh, no. However, I've been listening to the podcast Rehash, and it's very similar to our own. So, if you're a fan of this, you'll be a fan of that. <laughs> yeah, I think you should edit that out. I don't think we need the competition. It's just but... two gals being pals. <laughs> <laughs> they, but they, like, talked about um, West Elm Caleb. Yeah. And they had they were on our side. Yeah. And they have an episode on Taylor Swift and whether or not she's secretly a lesbian. Mm, the Gaylor community. Stuff. Yes, exactly. The Gaylor community. <laughs> <laughs> what did they think she was? They decided that um, I think probably it's like none of our business. Yeah. And you can speculate about it all you want, but you shouldn't be mad at her for not telling you. Yeah. And you also can't be mad at her in case she isn't a lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the They they did say though that like she's definitely purposefully capitalizing on 
suspicions that she could be gay and like and like being associated with the LGBTQ community. And they said that's not a crime, but like it is on par with like what corporations do every June. And so like mm. if you want to criticize her, criticize her for that, not for not being gay or not, not telling being you gay. that she's gay. I think I think that's Mm, I think I disagree because it's one thing is she would do like a lot of like music videos and stuff that's like super gay where she's like she has a, mm-hmm. a a woman as a lover but she's not doing that like she's not actually they reference that say, one where like, she wears the wig in the trailer park yeah but there she's hanging out the with only, gay that people that's the only one where they were like so, and it she's also feels like herself with the gays for profit. <laughs> but I think gets me so upset. The whole like the whole <laughs> thing they were doing to for years to her were that they were like she's not making like uh, any political statements. She's not using her platform to like raise these issues. And then she's doing it and they're like it seems like you're kind of profiting off of this movement. She's lifting those people up. And like, but like I also, she's not saying like, oh, and I might be a little queer. She's she's just like, yeah, I'm hanging out with these people. I'm also like not They're that great. mad at like Target for selling a rainbow flag in June. I'm like, yeah, it's a little like Target selling a rainbow flag. I'm not gonna buy it, but no, good for them. Yeah, and like I feel the same way about Taylor Swift, quote unquote, queer baiting. Although I think they were like, she's not actually queer baiting. Um, no, but like. I'm like, oh, she's down with the gays. Yeah. Good for her. <laughs> yeah, she has to be allowed to be down. Like, it's one thing, because I think... I don't know if Target they, is part of that, but, also... like, if you're if you're selling flags and then you're also secretly pushing to, like, ban gays from your store, mm-hmm. like, in, in, like, policy, then that's fucked up. But if you're just yeah. selling flags... Let them sell flags, man. Yeah. Like... People might not have access to great pride flags where they live. Target might be the only place. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with them selling the flags. But like I'm not like, oh my god, what a great corporation. No. Selling no, no. these flags every June. I'm like, great, they're selling the flags every June. They're selling stuff. That's that's what they do. And yeah. they're selling something that people want to buy. And I think the that makes sense. is that Taylor Swift is also selling things. Yeah. Yeah. And like she's openly a democrat and like liberal. But she's also angling that to sell more things. Yeah. Absolutely. But she did also no she didn't lose any money on doing it. I don't think. Mm-hmm. And but... there's like some song that they were like this is this could be secretly about a woman. Yeah. And then But that's also like aren't you it's strange when you're, like, I guess the the whole thing of, like, being both, like, I don't know, you're producing something to sell, like, you're selling things, mm-hmm. but you're also producing something that you, like, it is also art or, like, a creative outlet. I like to think that Taylor Swift has dated that, that one woman that they say she dated. I think oh, yeah, from real. Glee? Yeah. Yeah. I... I think that was real. I think that's also like I think so that she had a period when she was, yeah. And I don't know where that ended up, and we'll probably never know. I don't know, but um, yeah, it seems 
to me it seems a little excessive to dig too deep into it and and like, be on her case about it. They were touching faces at a concert and then she wrote a song that seems like it was about her and I feel like that's yeah. enough for me to be like yeah that something probably happened there but yeah none of my business. <laughs> Anyways, hash, they're also pro-ish Carolyn Calloway, which is as, as much as I can ask anyone <laughs> in terms of Cal- Carolyn Calloway. That is the most I can ask. Have we have we talked about her on the podcast? I don't think we've done a, a Carolyn Calloway moment. No, but we've mentioned I think her. We should at some point because yeah, I'm a fan. I think I'm a fan too. I feel like that's the cool opinion to have, if nothing yeah. else. <laughs> I wanted to buy everyone that I know a Carolyn Calloway tarot card reading, but I don't have PayPal. <laughs> I was like, I can't, I can't get PayPal to spend like sixty dollars buying Carolyn Calloway tarot card readings. I just need to let this dream go. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe David has PayPal. Maybe he can hook you up when we're, yeah. we're over there. <laughs> um i don't know what to recommend i have some some food i wanted to recommend Hmm. i need out of my bread and butter slump yeah it was it was bread related though and i also (laughs) think you can't get it in in uh, the u.s but i'm eating Mm. right now i don't know if that's a like a, a, a popular spread for your breakfast sandwich in Sweden is a liver uh, pate thing like it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's not that fancy but like and that I don't eat liver but but now they made a vegetarian one and I think it's very good so if you're wow. a Swedish listener you should check it out you get you get well, the, the maybe they'll uh, get it in a Whole Foods one day yeah Exactly. It might be one of those like Oatly that that travels mm-hmm. abroad mm-hmm. and becomes. Uh, it's a little spicy. It's I I think it's lovely. <laughs> That's my recommendation. Wonderful. With some salted like some pickled uh, pickles, like the mm-hmm. cucumber. Wonderful. Big fan. <laughs> I've just been having butter on my bread, but. <laughs> Yesterday I ate. That. A sandwich for breakfast and for lunch, and then I had a hamburger for dinner. <laughs> so it's very, it was very similar to a sandwich all day, yeah, but, but with other things than just had butter. Soup and then bread and butter for lunch, and did not have <laughs> breakfast. I went straight to lunch because I was so excited. And then for dinner, I had the same soup leftover, and again bread and butter. And then today, I had for lunch the last of the soup. And bread and butter. <laughs> and then for dinner, I had pasta and bread and butter. <laughs> That's amazing. I feel like you are, you are living living the dream. Truly. It can't, can't go wrong. I've switched to getting salted butter. And I think that mm. made a lot of difference for me. It, it makes the butter even better. Because normally I, I just put the unsalted butter and then put salt on top of it. Yeah. But now it's already This cuts in out... A lot of work, so yeah. you can just spend more of that time enjoying the the mm-hmm. buttered bread. Great. Nothing like it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm eating like a quarter cup of butter every time I have bread. 
Like I'm putting <laughs> so much butter on it. <laughs> I am also. I'm doing like a thing. If I'm if I'm making two sandwiches, one for me and one for David, I'll put more on one of them, and then I'll keep track of that one <laughs> and just be like, "This is for me." <laughs> But I always try to, like, hide it a little bit. (laughs) When I'm, like, serving pasta with olives. I'm like, oh, I saw more olives in this one. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, here's yours. (laughs) That feels like a long-term relationship thing. We're just, like, stopped. (laughs) Stop being nice. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you don't deserve these as much as I do. Yeah. But I know that I will appreciate it more. <laughs> yeah. You don't have it's the just... same love for olives that I have. <laughs> no. You won't savor every olive bite the way I will. <laughs> <laughs> this is better for the world overall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, thank, thank you all for listening. Hope oh, I was going to start doing credits because I've been... Oh, yeah. Um, the book I'm reading, the... Anthony Bourdain book I'm reading is yeah. not captivating me at the moment. <laughs> um, I'm not a fan of Kitchen Confidential. I'm sorry to the Tony stands, but I think he had a lot of growth to do at that point, and it it's reflected in, in that one. So yeah. I haven't been reading it as much as I've been reading in general, so instead I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. And I realized that we're like the only podcast that doesn't have credits at the end. So I was going to do credits. Yeah. And be like, this podcast is researched by the two of us. It's um, produced and edited by me. Yeah. I think you should you should have that. That's it. <laughs> Those are the credits. And the, and the, and the music in the beginning. And oh, end yeah. It's also you. The music I also made. I think so. that's... It's great music. If anyone out there... If you have any fans that are musicians and you want to write us better music, a personalized or just like fill you out can the ones send we have. It in. Yeah, you can email yeah. it to us. I don't remember our email address. <laughs> Isn't it figure it out pod? I think it's is it figure it out dot one? pod one or is it just figure it out pod one at gmail.com? I <laughs> uh, maybe you can find it in one of our past show notes if yeah. you can and you want to write us music. You could be the new music of our podcast. Yeah. That'd be fun. Get in touch. You could also subscribe to our podcast, leave us a five-star review, and tell your friends. Do it. And uh, let us know if you have topic ideas. We'll talk about anything. I just made a new (laughs) spreadsheet. (laughs) Yeah, we're bringing that into it. We talk about things we don't understand. After minimal research, you can yeah, have any topic. For something poorly researched, <laughs> explained by two people that clearly don't get it, and right also place. don't care that much. <laughs> yeah, also don't care. <laughs> Send in the th- topic. <laughs> I think that's one of the best things about the podcast that it's very that that it's casual. I think yeah, it wouldn't be as cool life. if we were mm-hmm. too serious about it. Mm-hmm. It's also, like, somehow less embarrassing to me if I'm, like, yeah, I, I only put, like, a couple hours of work into this. Not, like, yeah, yeah. I spent hours on this. Exactly. If I made it a, a part-time job, 
it, it would yeah. it would have to it would have to start making us money before we put in that work i think yeah i i'm just i'm too embarrassed to start a patreon yeah like nothing i think would be worse than if someone i know found it has zero patreons <laughs> like, yeah Maybe one day, if I feel like we've gotten big enough, we'll start a Patreon and start making like two or three dollars a month each. I think we we should uh, we should wait for someone to reach out to us and be like, to hey, request one. <laughs> yeah, I would I'll like to support you. you. Yeah, I mean, we'd the tiers would be real low. It'd be like a yeah. dollar a month. I'm, I yeah. can't for the amount of effort I'm putting in. Yeah, <laughs> I can't ask for much more. No. We are not qualified either. I mean, in some episodes we've talked about things we know, mm-hmm. but most of the time it's just it's. Like uh, I read two news articles, skimmed the <laughs> abstract of a journal paper, yeah. and read four pages of Wikipedia. <laughs> but but I mean, it is saving whoever doesn't have that that couple of mm-hmm. hours. A, yeah, a few hours because they still have to listen to the podcast, but they can do something else at the time. Mm-hmm. So you could be knitting a sweater instead of yeah. reading Wikipedia. Exactly, and we'll read it to you. We'll just, <laughs> we won't even paraphrase. <laughs> We're really selling it. This is going <laughs> yeah. out for the show. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening, despite this. That this yeah. is what we think about we the really, podcast. We appreciate. Listen, we we don't appreciate ourselves, but we do appreciate. Our <laughs> I'm having a fun time doing it, but I mm-hmm. I see how it it's not the most fun to listen to necessarily. I think it is fun. I think it's fun. I think it's fun. maybe not. We have informative. We have two very loyal fans that are giving us lots of love and feedback. Yeah. And. Yeah, I think it's... I listen people, to every episode. People like it. Yeah. <laughs> Some people. Some people enjoy it, it seems like. Enough to <laughs> fill a small room. <laughs> yeah. If we had a bathroom, they yeah. would be crammed in there. <laughs> it would be real uncomfortable, so... It would take at least two cars to drive them all to one <laughs> house. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. That depends on how you. <laughs> Maybe. Depends how big of a car we're looking yeah. at. <laughs> um. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. <laughs>